this is the first episode of Murder and Mayhem, although we are going to be crowdsourcing the name of the podcast oh, to yeah. figure out exactly what we want to come up with. But to start out, we had a, we always like local, um, I guess this one's a disappearance, right, Mr. M? No, that's a murder. Oh, it's a murder. Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, Mr. M was telling me an intriguing story about it, and uh, I figured he better express it and share it with the world, otherwise we'll never get it down and we'll, we'll never become world-famous podcasters. So, Mr. M, please begin. I, I don't even know if I remember this, but this was sort of an... In- correctly, I, this was a case from maybe 10 years ago, maybe longer in Sacramento, where they had... There was a, there was a gentleman, I believe he was retired, and he was just spending his retirement sailing on a sailboat and living that sort of life. And... Um, had family in the Sacramento region, I believe, and had sailed the, the boat up the Sacramento River and uh, decided to just, you know, dock, for, not really dock, but just like anchor for the night and sleep on his boat. He was due to go see his son for lunch the next day in Sacramento and didn't show up for the lunch date. And the son, if I recall, you know, I don't have to call the cops right away, but he uh, figured out where the boat was. You could see it, it was just docked or not docked, but anchored in the river off the side a little bit. And uh, somebody got somebody to, you know, let them uh, get on their boat, and they took them out there and uh, investigated what's going on in the boat. And the living quarters on the boat, this was like a smaller sailing boat from what I understand, but I had living quarters. The living quarters on the boat were lockable, but they're only lockable from the outside. There was an interior like, yeah. It wasn't an interior lock, and it's locked. It's locked from the outside. There's nobody, seems to be nobody on the boat. He's calling his dad, like knocking on the door that's locked from the outside. No answer. And see, this is where it's like it's an old case. I remember, I know that eventually got the lock off there, busted it open, and his dad was murdered inside. It's like, I think he'd been bludgeoned to death or maybe shot something. Wow. And... I, I don't remember the Sacramento, you know, of course the police get involved, but I don't remember there ever being any, there, I mean, this sounds like a great setup for uh, anything. Mis- yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? okay, if it's locked from the outside, then how did he get, who killed him? That's obviously he was killed. That's like the like one in the middle where, of the river where like, the guy's hanging, but there's no chair, but there's a puddle of water. And yeah. He's standing on a block of ice. <laughs> so this is a good setup. And like, it'd be really nice to know a little bit more about what happened with that. It's a crazy world is what you're trying to yeah. tell everybody. It's a crazy mixed world. So we will call him Mr. M. Um, <laughs> I consider him kind of a true crime aficionado. And he has a lot of opinions about every podcast that you listen to. Some very positive, some uh, very, very negative. But what I promise to you is that uh, he will do the work. I'm just here for the comedy, for the entertainment. With all my free home. time, I'm doing the work? Yes. And uh, we were going to call him, like, Sergeant Major, but we thought that was too uh, on the no. nose with another podcast. So <laughs> we're just going to call him Mr. M because uh, he's secretly involved in things that we can't really talk about. Um little CIA training. We just don't want to get deep into it at this point. Um, but he's somebody who uh, is uh, very knowledgeable about all this stuff. And so I think the direction we're going to take is we're going to do we're going to do murders that you've heard about. And then we're going to do random stuff like just talked about for the last like three minutes. Stuff that 
never really rose to the um, level where you've heard about it because I think, as we said in the in before we got on on air, is that a lot of these podcasts seem to do the same cases over and over again, which is great, and some of them are very good. You know, I mean, you can do that freaking that crazy guy with the owl with the the spikes and the wife's head or whatever the hell that was. What? The guy who killed her supposedly with the thing that you put in the fire. I hear this. Yes, the owl guy. You've heard about the owl guy. Yes. Or like the Zodiac. Owl man? Yeah. You don't hear about the owl. Is he encrypted? Wait. No, she got attacked by the owl. He was convicted and then he was acquitted. The owl guy. Listen to the lady who fell downstairs. Yes. Yes. But they found feathers or something weird, and well, they determined that sometimes owls actually attack people, and so and that's then, why she fell downstairs. No, she was supposed to was outside, and then she came in, and then she fell down. It's very confusing, but that's a famous case where vicious. they they claimed vicious, he was killed animals. by something that was missing. It was a blowpoke that you blow air into to make the fire bigger, and then like halfway through the trial, fellows. Yes. Okay. And then halfway through the trial, they find the thing, and it's in perfectly oh, yeah. good condition. Yeah, the basement. The owl guy. Yes, the owl guy. Yes, covered in dust. I didn't know that was the owl guy case. Oh yeah, the owl. Of course, it's the owl. You don't know the owl guy? He's got a name, but who cares? He's the owl guy. Wasn't he a Peterson? Isn't there like twenty? Yeah, that's the other weird thing. Yeah, how many Petersons? Yeah, I get them all confused. Like all the different Peterson murders. Speaking of famous people, Mark has a lot of opinions about um, that guy. What that the D D K? What his name? The guy that you love, you're like he was fine, he was good, he was all alone, and then he decided to to come back out and he messed with the police, and then they caught him. PDK? Yes, that guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you also said that you thought. And no, he's just lucky. Mark be a semi expert. He's like a semi expert on murder who carries tarps in his truck. He talks to me a lot about. I go to the dump. Many, I gotta tie down. It's how many times I tarp my yeah, tarp yeah. my load? How many times he should have gotten caught because he was doing stuff in what churches, in weird places? No, right? no, no? Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so he's doing public stuff. He just got lucky. Yeah, which happens sometimes. Yeah, it happens a lot actually. But yeah, so we'll talk about we'll talk about that, and and at the end of the day, I was just what I just heard a case the other day where they had it's like a kid disappeared from. Uh, sort of like the parking lot area of a, like a little league championship game or whatever. It's like the big little league like uh, park in town. Okay, there's a bunch of kids playing, and this one kid didn't come back. It's like with the rest of the kids. Yeah, there's like 300, 400 people there. It's a championship game, and nobody saw anything. Sometimes you know people get lucky. Though, it's crazy. Seen. Yeah. Well, people get lucky. We shouldn't talk about well, a child being kidnapping is lucky, but I understand Mark likes the, to take the perpetrator. Definitely. Mark likes to take the perspective of the perpetrator a little bit too often to the point where I worry about it just a tiny, tiny bit, just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, this one was sort of interesting too because it reminded me of Zodiac a little. And oh, that case that you're an expert on. I'm um, not an expert on the Zodiac. No, I think my two favorites though got to be it's the two girls disappeared. The one in Colorado where they took the photo of the guy. And oh, had yeah. the recording. Yeah. And then you had a similar thing that happened with two women in Colombia where they found all their stuff like downstream. And it turned out, I think, that they fell down a ravine or something because they found one of the bodies. They found like a foot or something. So gravity was the kill. Yeah. Gravity. Yeah. Gravity does kill a lot. Yeah. So as we said, Mr. M's more of the expert. I'm just here to kind of provide filler, background. I thought I was the color Those guy. kind of things. 
No, you want to be the color guy, but you, you're the expert guy, so we got to put you in charge of that. Those things. Was well, it because you've given me a nickname? I, I thought it was Sergeant Major no. <laughs> or Mister M. Mister M. <laughs> well, M for whatever. M for murder. You know, it fits. Ah. It fits. Um, great books, by the way. You're a huge fan of Sue Grafton, I assume. You've read them all at least 15 no. times? Okay. No. So just to give people a little spirit, your, the, your favorite true crime is still Zodiac? Because of the whole locality thing? It was the first thing that I was, uh, became aware of as far as like true crime. When you were like 11? No. Yeah, I remember like it was just sort of out of stuff to read. My dad stepped through the door and Have he just, you- like, tossed a, the, you know, Graysmith's like paperback at me and said here read this it's scary it happened now have you asked your dad because I did this recently have you asked your dad well my dad was the Zodiac you know that right okay yeah no but sincerely I've never heard this before seriously have you asked your dad what he was doing in those years well he's ex-military yeah did he walk on the wings of plane he (laughs) wing walker shit it's not literal wing well, I guess they're military shoes, so maybe. And then he was, was well, he, you know, he uh, was he poor back then. No, he resembled the uh, you know the infamous sketch. But then ah. every male from the late sixties, early seventies resembles yeah. the infamous sketch. Yeah. So, so it might be your dad. No, well, you know, obviously, I'm just going to say it it's is. definitely not. You know, not knowing things hasn't stopped people from coming forward with the statement: "My dad was the Zodiac." Although it, it did like the guy, every day. the guy who claimed his dad I was just the Zodiac. Read the book Wait, yet. the no. guy who claimed his dad was the Zodiac, but he also was the Black Dahlia. That was yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. it turns out he might have been the Black Dahlia, but I don't think he was the Zodiac. The doctor. Yeah. No. He the definitely fancy house because he actually knew that chick. Yeah, you know, satanic rituals or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's possible. But then he tried to make him into every, I think every silver killer that ever walked the earth, kind of thing, which is weird. By the way, well, Zodiac's just you know it's a frustrating case because I don't think it's ever going to be solved. And so everybody has their theory, and it's just yeah. been done to death. And yeah, this is what ruined our original idea for our podcast, which was solving Zodiac. <laughs> and I'm like, Mark, uh, Mr. M is going to figure it out. He's going to solve They're it. Solve the end of the Zodiac case is never going to be solved. And then he failed. He failed to even deliver because I watched one where it was 15 episodes, and at the end, you're like, you, you, you listen to it as well. You're like, uh, they didn't do anything. They, and then there was a... Oh, well, what can you do? And what about our local guy? Any opinion on our our most famous local, the, the Golden State Golden Killer State slash... Guy? What's What's his other nicknames? He, uh, Original he, Night Stalker. Was he? He's Bay Rapist. Something Ram Staker. Bay Area Rapist. Bay Area Rapist. And then the, something Ram Shaker or whatever. News. That's a new one. Yeah. he made that up. No, no, no. He was in Fresno, remember? Oh, Ram originally, Shaker? Yeah, they think he was like... Robbing houses in Fresno or something before he started all this sh- stuff. How's that deal with Rams? No rum shaker. I don't know. Rum rum shaker. <laughs> Great Isn't song. Isn't that a disco hit? No, no, no. Nineties <laughs> actually. Um, but yeah. So, do you have any opinion on uh, Joseph D'Angelo? I believe his name is. I don't know. The former I mean, cop who stopped. Ki- he stopped killing at some point. I assume because he became less athletic. Maybe he pulled his hamstring. Well, there's always the theory that the behavior uh, can wear itself out, burn itself out. Now, you saw that to some degree. I mean, also just natural life things that happen. You look at, look at BTK, and, you know, he ended up in a, a, a family, you know, kid, like wife, the whole deal. Although I think he's still killing the early part of that. 
they stopped. And the only thing that really brought him back was that I think the news, local news stations in his area started doing stories, you know, going, hey, it's the anniversary of the PGK murders, it hasn't been solved. And, you know, I think they actually were even sort of taunting him or whatever, saying, oh, you know. And then he started killing people. Yeah, right? just like, hey, I'm still here, check it out. Like, I'm still, and what's that I'm guy's, still cool. What's that guy's name? Dennis. Oh, that's right, Raider or something, yeah, right? Yeah, Dennis Raider. Okay. He's not a Peterson. It's the other guys that are Petersons. It always get mixed Let's up. Let's call him some Dennis Peterson. There's, too many, there's too many guys out there. Um, okay, so... John de- Wayne Peterson. Definitely Zodiac, and we think maybe your dad. I did check with my dad. There's two reasons I know my dad was not the Zodiac. One, he was 130 pounds. I mean, I guess he could have wore a pillow around his waist or something. Yeah. And well, two... Well, you remember the Zodiac, he only looks like that when he does his thing. Yes, and then two, most importantly... Um, he was in Ethiopia during uh, two of the murders. So unless he's got a really long gun, um, and I don't think he snuck back into the country. So he obviously is not the Zodiac killer. But you have a theory on this, correct? <laughs> about the, the Zodiac killer? No, you told me once that you don't think, you think, it's, here's the problem that you have. You have the first two, right? That, which are this which isn't he links? So like you know, so oh, no, first three, right? He links. It's like what really you only. I think when it comes down to there's a good argument that the only murder you can really attribute to the communications is the Paul Stein murder. Got that's it. the only one where you know every time he sent a letter, he sent a piece of the shirt. But we know the same guy killed the first three because he wrote on the car, right? Technically, or he took credit. No. He did take credit. Uh, what does that mean? Well, that's true. I mean, that's just that's a. You know, interesting one because that was with the outfit, the the crazy like executioner's thing that he had on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the outfit. And that was the Hartnell. The yeah, that was the third Hartnell one, case. right before and Paul. Let's say, I mean, it depends if you you count like Cherry Joe Bates and like some of the other weird ones that have come up over the past. Few oh, years. like Riverside. Yeah, Cherry yeah. Joe Bates. Oh, that's Riverside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's but other you, ones that they attribute like that. You know, in Southern California, I think specifically that could have been him. Okay. I mean, I just think people want to expand the uh, mythology, and like you know, okay, this could have been him. You know, this guy, this guy was collecting slaves for the afterlife, so you know, we want to, you know, to make that story really good, it'd be like really sort of like you know, if he had you know, tens, twenties, like forty victims, yeah, then it'd be more of a compelling you know. Story as a, as a sort of a, you know, so you a, believe in Iron Man's story. comment about more people die in the East Bay commute in a year than that guy yeah, killed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you think for the most part? I don't. I don't know if any of them were even connected. I mean, I can't remember. There was a um, uh, there was a guy who sort of went into the Zodiac case, and I, I think he gets a lot of crap from the Zodiac community or whatever you want to call him, saying that like. You know, there was no Zodiac killer. That's like they're all. Under- well, that's your other fear, right? Yeah, that's that- sort of what I think. Actually. No, but you also think that someday the other worry about doing a full Zodiac podcast is you're afraid some of these Zodiac experts are going to end up on your front door no. asking you about because the- you, you've told me in the past that you think they're a little interesting. Let's just say. Uh, well, I mean, that's just even. Uh, <laughs> you look. I think they had recently Tom Voigt from the ZodiacKiller.com. He had yeah. to cancel one of the like anniversary get-together tours or whatever that yeah. he does because they had one of their you know somebody originally started off as a forum user discussion board user at that uh, at that website who uh, started making threats against other 
people in the Zodiac community. Wow. If they disagreed with his theory or whatever it was. And it's like, it's just sort of been sort of disappointing. It's like, you know, a case that really should have been solved is sort of devolved into. It's inspiring in that this was the case that really saw the birth of internet sleuthing, where you had the yeah. public sleuthing, yeah. you know, bringing back old cases, you know, at its best, like encouraging law enforcement to look yeah. into things and, you know, reopen cold cases. And, you know, sometimes you get, you know, look at Golden State Killer. You know, a very cold case. Twenty three and me, baby. Yeah. But just remember the Zodiac is just so complicated with everybody has their pet yeah. uh suspect and it's just everything that they write is just sort of almost, you know, fanatically geared towards proving. See, I'm still theory. stuck in two thousand seven with the movie because I love the movie and I've seen <laughs> it right, about, so about twenty five times. True crime based movie. I, I still think Arthur Lee Allen was guilty and the well, reason I, mean, I do the, the cool thing about it's like wait, you look he was Zodiac a pedophile film. who worked at a hardware store. If that he's isn't two things, he's a creep. But you know, does that mean what's that mean? He had the Zodiac watch. He worked in an oil refinery. Yeah. These people are very creepy. Yeah, frozen beheaded squirrels or whatever. Yeah, he was hungry for. But it's weird too. That guy's weird too because he like he revolves a little bit around my life because I've had relatives that have lived in in where he moved and then he I lived. Know, with and, Arthur Lee. Yeah. Good times at Arthur Lee. And the best part about that whole thing about the ten feet from the the IHOP to the first victim because of the calls. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's very, very interesting stuff. I, I would say, from my perspective, what got me into true crime, other than a, a, a crazy relationship, is is the Zodiac, because it really is one of those crimes that likes... I mean, the movie did so... I mean, it was so well, listen, the, the movie was genius because it, it it focused on exactly what I'm talking about, this, this obsession that people yeah. have fallen into with this particular case where it takes over their life, uh, sometimes to unhealthy ends. Well, yeah, to the point where they had to put that thing in at the end that Robert Graysmith has a relationship with his kids. Yeah. Um, because it was so... Well, he's got his kids working on the case. Yeah, I don't exactly. know how true to life that is, but... Uh, I mean, you look at uh, you look at Graysmith's book, and it's like you could tell it's like some of it's just nuts. He's so, are so you going to solve all the ciphers, or no? No, there's only one that's unsolved, I believe. I know, and the then I watched cipher. the show. They said they solved it. Oh, they always say that they solved it. It's, it's just like you know, Zodiac was my dad. Every year, there's somebody who says. But you, you're Zodiac saying today dad. that Zodiac might be your dad. Well, you know, dad looks like the uh, sketch, but every but you've person done, at that time you've did. done 23 and Me. No, I would never do that. Because you think you might have a cousin. no, you know my 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 kids paranoid about uh, surveillance and <laughs> stuff like that, and I don't normally do that, but for some reason, giving up willingly, giving up my DNA, I have nothing to hide. But, but willingly, sure, okay. If my dad was the Zodiac, do I really at age fifty? Do I really want to know that? I don't think so. But isn't it true that you do live out on a farmhouse now with plenty of land to cultivate? Crops. Those very bodies? Yes! <laughs> Just uh, you gotta throw them in the river. Everybody knows you gotta throw them in the river. I only give Mr. M a hard time because he's the nicest, most gentle human being on the planet. And if you ever murder somebody, you'll have a really, really good reason. He'll think about it for years before it happens, and hopefully it won't be me. But moving forward... I'm the most unlucky individual that I know, so yeah, I, I, I don't figure that I get away with anything, so... You don't think so? No, not happening. But, you know, it's funny when you're, like, sort of detached. You live and listen to all these true crime podcasts. You watch, you know, Paranoid TV, you know, ID TV or, or any of those. Yes. Things. And uh, 
and you just, you, after a while, you just realize, okay, so you know, based on the numbers of what I'm seeing, if you're going to dispose of a body, it's like, okay, throwing it in a river. Water's really good. Wow, this got dark. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the... And then you catch the, yourself thinking that and going, wow, I need to take a break from... I thought you were going to go with the, the don't get too stuff. much life insurance on yourself. And oh, yeah, tell no, life insurance should be illegal. Yeah, it's really... It, it really, there's... Yeah, it's... And I always like to make the point whenever we talk about these things is, you're still most likely to be killed by somebody you know and who, yeah. who loves you. Well, you know, um, it's like, you know, there's that other show that they have, what was it, Ban the Van or whatever. Maybe we would, that's, that could be our thing. It's Ban Life Insurance. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's not catchy, what is it, though. It's what does it lead to? You can't fit that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Like the guy, like the story we started with, the Sacramento River and the boat. Who benefited from his death? Yeah, that's a good question. They didn't even take the boat. Who doesn't take the boat? I don't know what happened to it. I mean, that's what's like, okay, that's the deal. It's like a lot of these. And then how shows, do you, if, if you can only. They do easy stuff where they can just regurgitate. And who puts locks on their boat that only lock from the outside? It's very confusing. Uh, you know, when you're on the river, everything goes. No, I know. Trust me. What, so, so Mr. M complained to me a little earlier. They said, too many true crime podcasts. They use the Wikipedia page. So I have challenged him. <laughs> To go into the deep, deep archive See, and this is find a great us. Idea, though, is if you had find small us cases, murders that nobody knows if, about, but are in, what, wait, interesting. Wait, wait, what if you had? Okay, we were talking about a different podcast. We were talking about this podcast that I, I personally enjoy. Uh, I didn't at first, and I sort of fell into enjoy it. It shall remain nameless, but yes. basically. You listen to a few of these episodes, this guy's episode, and you realize that he's not creating any content whatsoever. Like, no, and you told me the that's... The bare minimum. Like, he's having... Soliciting people to call in and tell a story... Yeah. ...on a voicemail. Yes. Probably a free Google voice That's account. our plan, at least. And then he just takes it. He doesn't even edit. Like, they'll be, like, the worst quality. Some of these calls are so bad quality. Like, mobile, like, you know... Well, you phone can't connection. fix a bad phone call. Oh, but he'll run them anyways. And he'll run them. And he doesn't edit them. And you listen to the story, and then, like, you know, before you know it, five to ten minutes of the show is now gone. You've listened to the story. It might be an interesting story. And what did you tell I'm sure me, though? he says on his website that he now owns the story. You said it was genius, right? Oh, it was genius. Yes. And then he makes a few light comments. He's supposed to be skeptical and to take it up, do an analysis. But he doesn't really. He's just providing a form for people to tell their story. And then they provide content for him. Yes. And then uh, but you're, you know, he but bundles it all together, does a little audio production. There's, there's a but your case. ethics bar you from doing this. I understand. No, I mean, well, it's good. There's good things about it. But what if there was a show? But we're going much where deeper. you had people who called in local unsolved crimes. There you go. And there was some legwork done to it. I don't oh. know if this is feasible or not. So now you're becoming Detective M. Well, I mean, it could be as. I don't know how high the bar is. I mean, it could be as little as like, hey, I'm Mr. M. I'm calling, you know, your local police department. You know, does this case ring a bell? Do you have any information? Do a little bit of research. Like, see if but you promised me one thing, right? We're going to go beyond the Wikipedia page? That's well, if you're doing that, then you would be doing something okay. like that. Well, you know, it's just a matter of how much legwork you want to do. I don't know. Most podcasts. Well, the most famous example don't. is probably Undisclosed, where they, it's more, it's not true crime, it's 
it's people have been convicted of X, Y, and Z, and then they go and investigate the case and work with the lawyers and try yeah. to actually get people out. I don't yeah. think we're talking about that that sort of level because that's no, a career. It's not possible. I gotta but do I do and think I do think we're we're somewhere beyond Wikipedia and into some investigations to provide kind of a hybrid. Um, of information, so it'll be interesting. You got some small stuff. We'll also cover the big ones. You got to cover the big ones. Everybody does. They're still interesting, <laughs> and there's always a new perspective on all of them. We talked a little bit about your your your, your well, that's BTK not a new guy. Perspective. A lot of people think the same thing. Or the Zodiac. I mean, it's still interesting. People. I think even Gray Smith like suggested the whole thing. It's like, oh, Paul Paul Stein's the only murder that you can really say for sure. Wait, now Gray Smith is going against his own. Books. Well, the guy's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite thing that nobody ever talks about, at least nobody I've ever heard. Maybe I just haven't heard enough people. But he has this whole thing that he, like, bunks down to into in the middle of the Zodiac, first Zodiac book, where he's talking about, like, his this theory that he has about the letters. Okay. And that he came up with this, like, crazy theory, and I really liked it when I was a kid. I don't know about it now. It sounds sort of Again, people not an expert on the Zodiac. But go ahead. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. So everybody knows about the Zodiac. It's like, okay, one of the things is that he communicated with the police and the, the media. Yeah. He, he wrote these taunting letters. Yeah. He would usually end it with, like, his, you know, his personal, like, symbol, which was the crosshairs, uh, circle of cross. And then, like, you know, you know, a little bit later on, he started keeping a score, like him, like how many people. Yeah, SFPD, blame. Zero. Zero, yeah. Yeah. So... But the letters were sort of weird, and the like points where they he would cross out words or letters or whatever mis- mistakes were a little bit strange. Like yeah, like Gray Smith noticed that you know he there would be a zodiac letter, and he'd be like five words into it or something like that, and there would be a mistake, and he'd cross it out instead of just starting the whole damn thing over again. Yeah, and he came up with this theory, and then was like sort of trying to explain why they couldn't get a match on handwriting for anybody was that. He was taking that the Zodiac took samples of a bunch of people in his life, their handwriting, and then he currencies from their written characters. And then he had, like, I think specifically Graysmith was saying they had, like, something like, uh, you know, if you're, you've ever developed film, I'm old, where you have, like, sort of a film projector developer where, you, you know, this is a thing that. You put your negative in; it's over the top of this board, and then you you put your your uh, photography paper down. You shine the image onto it. And that's how you expose the paper. Got it. Yeah. He was yeah, using yeah. like that, and then he's tracing the letter. This is just the, when you start talking it. It's it's cool when you read it in Zodiac. Well, it is. When block, you start talking it is about block it, it's so printing, goofy. right? It is block printing that he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like okay, basically stole like tw- you know many people's well, you know, if handwriting. You remember, and that's like, why, like, he'd be three letter or three words into a letter, and then if he made a mistake, he wouldn't start over because he's already done, you know, quite a bit of work. So he, got it. And that's that, that theory got thrown out. There, so it's, it's a really interesting well, theory. It's you remember, really goofy. You remember in the goes, movie when he goes to out. visit the mole man and finds out at the end that it was the mole man. I don't know what his real name was. Oh, Rick Marshall. No, was it? That wasn't Rick Marshall. Was, was that the film guy? Yeah, I think Rick Marshall. Okay. But remember, then he says, the no, I'm the one who does the playbills, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he does the... Yeah. He, he which they the thought, posters, which... Which they thought looked like the handwriting. Yeah. That's what. That's why that movie gets fun, because it goes, like you said, it goes down rabbit hole um, and then rabbit I mean, hole. You're picking things from the book, too, that are real. I, I remember in the book that 
Graysmith said that the entire time he was in that basement or whatever, he could hear somebody walking around. Yeah, and they put that in the film, kind of, yeah. But why would it, what does that matter? I mean, it's just to build the the intensity. Well, that's the Zodiac case. I mean, it's just a a bunch of, like, you know, dead ends and, like, asides and, like, you know, weird theories. And, I mean, that's why people love it. That's why people really love it. You love it. Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's but it's... At the I'm point where people really start to get fanatical about their. I'm announcing suspects. now our next episode will be on the Zodiac Killer because <laughs> the Zodiac Mr. phenomenon. Oh, I like that the Zodiac yeah. phenomenon. I like that. Are well, people all, get all upset if you don't agree with them what their what their you know what their pet uh, suspect is. Yeah, it's a crazy world out there. I have a Zodiac story. Okay, we don't have time today. Oh, I'll have to tell it. But it's, nothing, it's nothing good, but it's a Zodiac. It's a Zodiac, it's a Zodiac story from What do you Davis, mean it's nothing California. good? Would you... It's a Zodiac the way, story from Davis, California. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is, is a master. Un, unattributed is a master resource. of radio. Oh, okay. It's not so, very good. On the next episode, we will be talking about Zodiac, along with your unattributed Davis, California, Davis, California police, police source... Yes. Story about Zodiac. So. I pulled over the Zodiac. Ah, okay. It's wow. A, it's a dumb story. <laughs> you know, they have teasers in this business, and then they have teaser murderers. My friend, Mr. M, is the teaser murderer. It's a good story. It's got to be a great story. Well, I told Tom Voigt one time, and like I think early on ZodiacKiller.com, I wrote to him and emailed him when there's like five people on that site. I told him this story... I think he just went, eh. <laughs> Again, you're the fountainhead of, of Zodiac, and that's where we'll no, get into I'm that. Not. I know, that's why I love it, because you, you start going. So, again, first episode, sorry, second episode. This is the first episode. We're going to talk about Zodiac. I want to uh, thank uh, Mr. M for joining me uh, today. And again, Zodiac was your dad. He wasn't, he was in Ethiopia. And like I said, we'll have, an, we'll have another episode uh, very, very soon. Um, And I hope you enjoyed this one. So for Mr. M, I will say goodbye.